Hi, I'm Ben Edwards. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. Hi, this is Thomas Enge. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. This is Jos Verstappen. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. Hi, I'm John Watson. Listen to Gareth Jones on Speed or whatever it does it for him. Hey, I'm Jensen Button and you're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed, definitely. Hi, this is Scott Speed. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed, motherfuckers. Hello and welcome to an especially sweary edition of Gareth Jones on Speed. Now, many of the really offensive English swear words actually hail from the Netherlands. And I shall be bringing you an exclusive interview with straight-talking Dutch F1 and A1 racing legend, Jos Verstappen. I've raced in Formula 1 nine years or ten years. And I did that as well very spectacular, you know. It was you win or nothing, you know. That's my my style a bit. Uh, I go for it for 100% and the second place is not good enough. Jos was one of the many drivers I got to know during the last six months as I travelled round the world reporting for A1 Grand Prix. In this edition, I should be giving my personal thoughts on the inaugural A1 season. And there'll be yet another exclusive interview with another one of the drivers, Thomas Enger. I'd like to count him amongst my friends, but according to the infamous Czech racer himself, that's not exactly difficult. I think I can be friends with anybody unless they they hit me and take me off. (laughs) And hitting the world of motoring, then taking off in a fast car, Sniff Petrol will be here for a game of car connections. And of course, a roundup of this week's motoring news. After expletive-laden outbursts from Scott Speed and Giancarlo Fisichella, Medical experts fear that F1's swearing epidemic may be spreading fast, as evidenced by this recent interview with Ron Dennis. All that and a whole lot more, right now, in Gareth Jones on Speed. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, back up to full strength with the return of Zog. Zog, welcome back to the show. Good to be back, Gareth. You've been enjoying the F1 season so far? Been loving it. I think we were rather spoiled by last year, which was, you know, a really, really great season after a few years where, you know, maybe F1 fans have been feeling that uh, it just hasn't been as exciting as it could be. It's got off to a great start. Alonso is looking like a real champion. Renault are looking so strong. But that said, there's competition there, strong competition from Schumacher and Ferrari, who look like they're you know, resurgent at the moment. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a good season. I enjoyed uh, the San Marino race. The Imola race, really. It's not really in San Marino at all, is it? Yeah, don't don't another, tell anyone. It's another Italian race. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I enjoyed Imola um, because it reminded me of a few years ago where you had Damon Hill and Schumacher sharing the same piece of circuit because they had a driver-car combination which meant that they were going at roughly the same sort of speed. And we had, on this occasion, Alonso trying to hound Schumacher. And for a while, they were running almost in They're the right same car. They're right there together, but yeah. will he actually get there and take him? Yeah. And it was the old appeal of Formula One of there's so much at stake that if one of them does try a lunge, he's going to just throw the whole race away. And so your heart was in your mouth. So it was a very tense and almost intellectual game. Mm, You know, it mm. was 
Oh, well, Classic. I, as as happened towards the end, there was that moment when uh, when Alonso just ran a little bit wide and just lost uh, lost a bit of time towards the end of the race, which, yeah. you know, and, and you just knew he wasn't going to be able to get back and yeah. uh, uh, and attack him again before the end of the race. Which, which I mean, you know, one swallow does not a summer make, and uh, one prancing horse does not a championship make, as they say in. Um, Northern Italy. Um, you know, we've had a flash that uh, Ferrari could be back. Do you think they're really back for the whole season or are they just, you know, are they going to drift away and Renault will get I it together? Think, no, I, I think they're going to be there. I, I think uh, they've got such strength in depth and they're, so, they're going to be so determined to get it right and uh, they've got the ability to do it. Yeah, I, I, I think they're back. The question for me is whether McLaren are going to be able to raise their game uh, and get back onto terms. And, and also, further down the field, things are interesting because, I mean, for me, one of the really exciting things has been how good Williams are. You know, a lot of people had almost written them off before the start of the season, yeah. you know, that said that they were going to be coming in with, uh, you know, on, on the back of not a great, uh, you know, previous couple of years and that the... Cosworth engine wasn't going to do them any favours. They didn't have manufacturer backing, but they've come out and you know, Rosberg, who is an absolute star uh, in his own right, uh, you know, was able to set fastest lap in the opening race uh, in that Williams. Plus, the Williams finished sixth and seventh in that first race, and they've been looking uh, they've been looking good in the subsequent races. They've had you know they've had some bad luck, um, but I think Williams uh, Williams are back. Not competing for any kind of championship by any stretch of the imagination, but they're looking strong, and I'm, I'm really happy to see that. I think it's probably a function of having uh, Nico Rosberg uh, giving Mark Webber a bit of a hurry-up, because he's pretty quick, Mark. He, yeah, he is. Yeah. But this is probably the first time he's been paired with a co-driver who can, who can really, really match him and yeah. really push him. Yeah, and that's something that, that Williams like to do. They like to have two races in their cars, as McLaren do. And, and that's what I think you know, the, we both like to see. We like to see, oh, yeah. we like to see teammates really racing each other and pushing each other rather than it being you know, a bit of a stitch-up where one driver is always getting the favoured treatment or, uh, or more than that, where the other driver will be compromised. Their race will tend to mm. be compromised to, you know, to let the other guy do better. I think only until very recently of what used to be BAR and are now Honda are capable of running two cars not just the drivers just physically capable of preparing two cars uh, to the nth degree to make them competitive in a race it's a very difficult task indeed Ferrari can do it McLaren can do it most of the time Williams uh, can do it, but not all the time. It's just not that easy. It's not easy. And, and, and on which note, I think Super Aguri deserve praise, you know, so far for the season, for not being completely rubbish. Yeah. They were, you know, they, 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 they were a team who, uh, you know, three months before the start of the season, you know, you weren't sure whether they were, they were even going to be there or not. And they've, they've turned up, you know, with uh, four-year-old Arrows chassis um, and... And they haven't been a complete joke, and for that, you know, they they deserve a round of applause. Well yeah. done, yeah. super yeah. agree. For being, if not super, for certainly being They're smashing, smashing, smashing agree. This is Sniff Petrol. Shock news this week that the German World Cup squad is to be sponsored by BMW iDrive. 
Well, this is remarkable. With the match about to start, the Germans are still trying to select their squad. Oh, no, 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 that's the stereo settings. Oh, dear, no. Heated seat references. Oh, no, no, this can take all day. Oh, God, now the stadium roof's open. And as JCB unveils its new speed record car, company sources reveal that their attempt will actually be on the world's slowest speed record. With the closure of Peugeot's Reiten factory and concerns over the future of TBR, Sniff Petrol spoke to what is now Britain's biggest car builder. Well, my wife has been on at me to spend less time in the garage, but now summer's on the way. I'm optimistic I'll get the wiring room sorted and just one or two other bits and pieces that need to be done as well. And I'll be driving my Dutton by the end of 2007. That's Britain's biggest car builder, Nigel Matthews, 34 Brigden Road, Malvern, Worcestershire. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed, and Gareth himself has been off around the world for the last uh, six months following A1GP. Yeah, it's uh, been good. Yeah, well, t- tell us a bit more about it, because um, it's been a very big part of your life for the last six months, and uh, it, I bet you've been having a lot of fun doing it. It's been great. It's given me access to a lot of uh, drivers and a lot of knowledge about how motorsport works, and I've seen some circuits around the world, uh, been to countries I never expected to, but best of all, seen some Brilliant racing, really, really brilliant racing. Uh, I, I still love F1, but A1 is racing out of the box. Let the dogs go, and whoa, you know, for the next hour, there's an awful lot of changing place that goes on, which is something you don't see in every other racing series. It's Certainly a little fast F1. and furious. It is very fast and furious, but not in the way that that bad movie was. Yeah, it's it's been great entertainment. I went to the um, the awards ceremony, the A1 awards ceremony in China after the last race in Shanghai. And Sheikh Maktoum got up and made a speech. And he described A1 Grand Prix. Now, you might cringe, right? He described it as a new form of motorsport, what he called motortainment. Well, maybe he's not that far off uh, the mark, because it's a series in which there is no driver's championship. That's there's, right. Uh, there's only a, a national championship, yeah. a team championship. You, you look, I've got a document here with me, right? It, it lists, I think there were 66 or 67 drivers who drove competitively in a race uh, for the 25 teams who took part in the first World Cup of motorsport. Every single one of them had their moment, whether it was good or bad. You know, some vanished we never saw again. The the, the Russians sort of appeared and then vanished. Um, India kind of run out of money most of the way through the season. Japan sort of came and went, didn't they? Yeah, well, Japan. They tried a couple of drivers early on. That didn't work. They brought in Hayanari Shimoda. He was great entertainment, but had two terrible, terrible crashes. Really terrible crashes. One where we all held our breath at the end of the Australian race because we weren't sure if he was going to survive it or not. But when he got out of the car, we were very pleased. And the second one, which was in Mexico, which is under a safety car, where he just took off over the back of a New Zealand car. And it's just one of the daftest bits of driving I've ever seen you know and everyone went oh you're daft daft lad but I think you know 
many of us might have made the same mistake. But it's great motortainment, you know? Now, obviously... Uh, France was the the team that really impressed this year. They they won the championship. But what uh, what were the highlights of the season for you? Oh, on a personal level, standing at the top of the corkscrew at Laguna Seca and looking down is just you've got no idea what that corner's really like until you've stood there. It's just standing on the sheer face of motorsport love. It just falls away from you. That was great. And in terms of the racing, what was uh, what was the best race? Well, the racing in South Africa was a bit special because of something which happened in the sprint race and then happened again in the feature race. In the sprint race, Jos Verstappen was chasing first place. He was in second. He made a fantastic lunge on the last lap and threw it all away. Ooh. Great motoring entertainment he went from hero to zero classic in in seconds but then in the feature race in exactly the same situation chasing first place in the last few laps of the race Jos made the same maneuver the same place the same part of the track and he made it stick and got away with it and won the race. So when Jos stood on the uh, the podium, there was a bigger cheer for, for him than there has been for any other driver. And I've, I've got to know Jos over the, uh, the last um, six months. And in fact, I interviewed him for this very program uh, when I was in China. And the first thing I asked him was whether he'd enjoyed this first season of the World Cup on motorsport or not. The competition is very strong, very, uh, very good drivers in the field. But then we won run race, we finished second, so we had a reasonable good uh, season. I mean, the racing on itself, that's what I really enjoyed, and I think that's the main thing. How would you say A1 differs to any other motor racing series? I, personally, I think it's a very different feel, not just for people working in it, but I think watching it, there's something knockabout about it. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, I mean, you can really, you know, it's it's a bit like 3000 or GP2, you know, you're running with the same car, same engines, tyres. But then here, there's, there's a lot more spec- spectacular, you know, and, and the, the broadcast is good for television. And the people really like it, like to see it on television. I mean, it's always something on and, you know, the, the overtaking is good. And that's what people want to see. The support for you personally from the Dutch fans... Ten times what it is for any other driver on the grid. Why is that? Why do the Dutch get behind the Dutch car and you personally? I think that's because I've raced in Formula One uh, nine years or ten years. And I did that as well, very spectacular, you know. You win or nothing, you know. That's my my style a bit. Uh, I go for it for 100% and the second place is not good enough. And I think that's what people wanted to see, you know, uh, somebody who goes for it completely. And that's what happens in, in South Africa as well, you know. I was second for the first time, and, but that was still not good enough. And that's what people, some people like, but also you have people who don't like it. But then also it brings up a discussion and people get involved, you know, and that makes it interesting. I remember talking to you in Dubai where it hadn't gone well for you and at that point... I wasn't sure if you were going to be at the next race. What changed? I felt like that at the moment, but I had a couple of occasions where I felt like that. Um, some, uh, some things, I think, in A1, you know, has to be more professional. 
But as well, it's the first year, and I think they're learning as well, and I think t- things will get better. But then, you know, if you get penalised for something, what's, in my opinion, it's not uh, the right way to do, uh, I was very, uh, very pissed off. So you were penalised for speeding in the pit lane, was it? It's the same what happened here on Friday. I got penalised for speeding. And we checked everything on our data, everything. And we can't find it. So we went back to the stewards with it. And so they're discussing it now again, uh, if, if I get penalised, yes or no. But that are things that shouldn't, you know, that doesn't happen in Formula One or whatever. And I think that's where they have to improve. This has been good for your career, hasn't it? It's given a sort of an extra boost. It's like a turbo boost. It's something I enjoy. I, you know, I enjoy this more than I did the last five years of Formula One because the the competition you have. So uh, yes, I, I feel on myself. You know, it's it's good to be here, um, and it's good for Holland. It's good for the fans. You know, they behind you and uh, bring them alive again. You know, and it, uh, I think it's it's very good for television. And then the first race coming to Zandvoort, I think everybody will, uh, yeah, will like that. I was just talking to your boss, Jan Lammers, about the first race in Zandvoort next year. I don't think we could get off to a better start. With a start like that for the Dutch team, seriously, do you fancy your chances for the championship next year? I mean, obviously that's our plan. But uh, looking at this season, how, how quick some guys are and some teams, how good they are, I'm not sure if we can close that gap quickly. But obviously, that's what we're going to work for, and, and I think we have to find the right people to do that. And I think uh, we have a couple of months off to discuss what we're going to do and how we're going to do, and hopefully we will sort that out. Jos, it's been a pleasure talking to you all season. Uh, thank you, Val. Alsjeblieft. Jos Verstappen, who I believe to be the most honest man in motor racing. There was one bit in uh, Laguna Seca where he, he actually lost it and he was doing donuts in the dirt. And uh, I said to him, Jos, you know, we, we enjoyed watching you do donuts. And of course, he was just trying to get back on the circuit. He said, yes, Gareth, but it was in it. Right. I can't actually say what he said. <laughs> Live to the world. I said, Yoshi, I know emotions are running high, but you can't say that on air. And he said, yes, Gareth, but it was in it. You know? <laughs> Very honest. Refreshing honesty. Yeah. After expletive-laden outbursts from Scott Speed and Giancarlo Fisichella, medical experts fear that F1's swearing epidemic may be spreading fast, as evidenced by this recent interview with Ron Dennis. Well, obviously we were very pleased with the performance of the car and... Obviously, we made major steps compared to last season, which was f***ing rubbish. Dennis isn't the only one to succumb to Formula One sweary syndrome. Listen to this recent soundbite from Ross Braun. Well, uh, Michael's performance at Imola showed the potential of the F240. For me, it was brilliant. And fears are now growing that motorsport Tourette's has spread, even to former drivers. Here's British track legend Sir John Surtees. Well, of course, very different to my day. I think the modern F1 is still enormously exciting. Enormously f***ing exciting. Oh, f***. Yeah, you b***. That is. Hey, hey. 
Well, before that uh, rather rude interruption, we were talking about a one Grand Prix. Uh, Zog, you were asking about drivers, weren't you? Well, who of the young drivers do you think is uh, a potential star of the future? And, uh, and which of the established drivers uh, gave a particularly good account of themselves? Well, you look at the first races in GP2 this year and you can see that the big players are Alex Premat, Nicolas Lapierre, and Nelson Piquet, who's leading GP2 at the moment. Three drivers who featured very strongly in A1. So if you want to win in a GP2, choose an A1 driver. But apart from those guys, Sean McIntosh, who drove for Team Canada, is just spirited and very applied. He won a race, just one, in Indonesia from the back of the grid. He had to come in and do a drive-through penalty in the pit lane and still won the race. I mean, that's heroic stuff. There are plenty of other drivers as well have been entertaining. I loved seeing Darren Manning do so well in a British car in China. No one has got into an A1GB car and gone quick from the first moment they get in it. No one, apart from Darren Manning. Yeah, that's quite something. And I think Robbie Kerr, unless he's got some kind of um, spectacular uh, contract, uh, may find it difficult getting back in that British car next year. You think Darren Manning will be the man behind the wheel next time? It's difficult to say. I know there's a huge commitment from the British team to keep Robbie. They've put him into the Renault World Series this year to keep him on the boil. But, you know, Darren was so startling. Robbie's going to have to do something spectacular in the Renault World Series to re-earn his position. Well, that'd be interesting to watch. But um, there are lots of other drivers as well. Um, One lad I've been very fond of since he won the uh, Formula 3000 Championship many years ago was Thomas Enger who drives for the uh, Czech team. And you guessed it, I managed to interview him. Exclusive interview. What was it that attracted you to A1, and not just the chance of earning some money, you know? Well, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, the, the championship is really great that uh, it's a winter series. Uh, it's running through the winter, so while... Uh, any other drivers are sitting at home enjoying uh, winter time. We are racing usually at the exotic places like Indonesia, Dubai or uh, South Africa or Mexico, here in China as well. So um, it's 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 great thing to do it through the winter when there is no other series running. But on the other hand, I had like 22 races last year in IRL and in uh, you know GT series. And then uh, I've done, you know, an, another another few races in uh, this I won uh, GP. So I was pretty busy. I had no no break at all uh, since uh, beginning of last year, and um, it's a bit tiring, um, uh, you know, all the travels and uh, and uh, all the time you are at the racetrack. So. Uh, I enjoy for sure, but on the other hand, I just need a little break. But uh, now we have beginning of usual normal season, and uh, um, I'm uh, like looking forward to my Aston Martin program uh, in the American Le Mans series. And uh, there will be again no break. There is going to be again uh, again uh, A1GP next year. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward that I might do it again. But at uh, this moment, nothing is decided. High points and low points. What, what was the worst point of the season for you? And not just in terms of racing, you know, of the, the stuff that goes on, the travel and the, the, the things on Wednesday. Um, um, finally, you know, what was the, the best moment for you? For me, personally, uh, I think it was either swimming naked in the sea in, in uh, South Africa 
or jet skiing in, in Malaysia. Uh, uh, the worst point was, uh, you know, a 25-hour flight to get somewhere which should only take seven hours. Well, how, well the, tell me about the, the lowest point first. Well, probably the lowest point uh, was Australia, uh, where, you know, the flight took really long time. And uh, my engineer got sick and uh, he was really, during the weekend in the bed, he was not able to come to the racetrack. And uh, we had no results. I had two accidents in the race. Uh, and uh, that was really, really disappointed time. But on the other hand, it's uh, the, the, the best point was also there because it's a really nice country. I, I'm going there uh, actually tomorrow again, uh, testing the V8 supercar. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, it's nice people over there, and uh, I just enjoy that that place. So uh, the highest and the lowest point was uh, this season in Australia. I know you're doing the American Le Mans series. Will you be at Le Mans proper in June this year? Well, I hope so. At this moment, it looks like I'm going to be there with uh, the Aston Martin Racing, uh, and doing actually. Uh, second year with them and I'm um, just hoping to win the GT, GT category again like in 2003 I did Thomas I've been a fan for a long time I'm thrilled to have spent time with you over the last six months in A1 Grand Prix thank you or as you guys say Dekui thank you very much thank you he sounded a bit down actually I have to admit unusually for Thomas he's usually very ebullient and very hard to get him to stop talking yeah, he did sound a little flat there. Yeah, it, it, curious. Yeah, I don't know if there was some political thing going on or he didn't know what his future was going to be other than the GT cars he was talking about. But he then went on to win the feature race in China, the last race of the season. And Thomas yeah. stood on that podium and filled up with tears, and so did I. It was absolute magic. Very emotional moment. Oh, it was really wonderful, because I think it came as a bit of a surprise to him. But the good thing is, of course, everyone remembers who wins the last race of the season. You know, people will remember Thomas Enger as a race winner for the next six months. It's been great for him. Fantastic. Well, now that the first season has come to an end, uh, and this was... Uh, as you said before, the, the first year of, of A1GP, a slightly new kind of series. What are the prospects for it continuing? Uh, I think very, 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 very good indeed. Unofficially, I suppose, I'm not really a spokesman for A1, but from what I know, there are plans for Season 2 and Season 3 already in place. Uh, season 2, one race has been announced so far. The first race, which is going to be in Zandvoort in the Netherlands. So that's going to be a big one for... Good place to have the first race. Oh, it's a great circuit. And, uh, you know, the, the support from the Dutch fans, who there were more Dutch fans following Jos around the world, as you've heard me say, than any other nation. So it's going to be massive in Zandvoort. Um, beyond that, the rest of the calendar hasn't been announced yet. But there's talk of more races than there are slots for races. And there's talk of more new teams than there are slots for teams. So it seems to be continuing and growing. That sounds promising. And will you be back in the pit lane? If they'll have me, mind you, they'll have to stop me from getting there. You know, I feel that we've started something. I feel that um, there's a new culture, a new motorsport culture starting. And it's, you know, the difficult second album is yet to come. The first album, we've given an idea given people an idea of what we can do what we could do now we're going to go out and prove it that we, it wasn't a fluke and we can do it go again, write some new, good new songs get them recorded yeah and have a hit 
As the Trade and Industry Committee continues its investigation into the collapse of MG Rover, Sniff Petrol caught up with former company boss Joan Towers, who says he's happy to answer any questions. Ah, yes, I'd be happy to fill him in. Which restaurant is best for lunch? Well, I'd say stick with the hotel. When's the pool less crowded? Well, I'd say early morning is best, you know, before he gets busy with the kiddies and that. Which end of the beach is most suitable for uh, middle-aged former car company directors? Well, I mean, I'd have to say that it's probably the end towards uh, the uh, exotic coconut bar, but, uh, you know, that's for personal preference, but I'd be happy to answer any questions about that they might have. Vis-a-vis uh, the resort. Mr Towers, another bag of money has arrived for you. Oh, lovely. Just stick it with the others, will you? Some more rum? It'd be absolutely delightful. Just stick it on my tap. Uh, care of Longbridge... England. Meanwhile, after his pit stop embarrassment at Imola, Jensen Button is crossing a road. Oh, hello, nice school crossing lady. Uh, can you help me cross the road, please? Oh, you're under F1 British hopeful Jensen Button. Of course I can, love. Just let me pick up me, um... Ow! Oh, God. Might have been hit by a lollipop. Definitely. Meanwhile, Jensen Button is in a sweet shop. Uh, hello. Uh, I'd like to buy some aniseed balls, please. Ooh, your Honda F1 British hopeful, Jensen Button. I'm sorry, sir. We're in the middle of a sweet-based food fight. Ah, take that, you swine! Are you bound? Uh, I shall retaliate with this rhubarb and custard attack. Ah, you cad! Take this, then! Oh, oh I've been hit by a lollipop. Again. Definitely. Meanwhile, Jensen Button is at a child's party. We're so pleased you could make it, Jensen. The children are really looking forward to your F1-based balloon modelling. Oh, not at all. Uh, Definitely. Yay! Oh, this is my daughter Lolly. She's just enjoying a bottle of fizzy drink. It's Honda F1 driving with hopeful Jensen Button. Oh dear, Lolly. You're getting rather excited. Oh, don't do that, dear. Oh, no. I've been hit by Lolly's pop. Hooray! New from Chattel Toys, My First Kimmy, the talking doll that brings excitement to your F1 play. Yeah, she was very competitive when she looked the car was gone. My First Kimmy, the sound of motorsport playtime fun. Yeah, it's a very challenging circuit. Sure, uh, we are hopeful. Sure, uh, yes, it's looking good for us. My First Kimmy, from the makers of Action Mansell. Just time for some late news. With the launch of Ford's new people carrier, the Smacks, other car makers have been quick to respond. Coming soon, the Citroen Amyl Nitrate, the Daihatsu Crystal Meth, and of course, the Vauxhall Crack Whore. And after being branded the David Beckham of Formula One, William sources say Nico Rosberg has already taken up wearing a sarong, buying ladies' underwear, and becoming catatonically stupid. Quite like Formula One. Mm. <laughs> 
This is Gareth Jones on speed in full and maximum strength. The entire Gareth Jones on speed production team have turned up for this section of the show. We have not only Zog and myself, but Violet Berlin and Richard Porter joining us. Hey, guys. You're too kind. You really are too kind. (laughs) Um, Now, uh, we're going to play Carnections, and we've come up with this rather brilliant random generated device uh, you know connections what, what you're calling me gareth <laughs> random generated device but yeah, he's right it's the it's the auto trader website and in order to find the two cars that the guys have got to connect today i'm simply um putting in details into the auto trader website uh, i'm leaving make and model fairly open and the only thing i'm going to ask the uh auto trader website to search for is cars that are our favourite on speed colour beige all together now beige oh I hope it's a Ford Cortina in Nevada beige oh I can't believe the cars that get made in beige good choice of colour girlfriend you would never you'd think it would just like you say be a Cortina or something but um, okay the first one is a 1954 Bentley R-Type. Oh, that's a fine motor car. And the second one, actually on the list, I'll just go straight for it, is a Rolls-Royce 2025. It's a saloon, 1935 Rolls Saloon by Lansfield. Coach built, coach Mm. built, bodywork, nice. So we're looking at two pre-1960s cars, a Bentley R-Type... And a Rolls Royce twenty twenty five. Well, I mean, there's an obvious connection simply in the fact that uh, that Bentley was taken over by Rolls Royce. They're two cars that royalty would be seen driving in. Well, yes, except that I think the Queen of England was never seen in a Bentley until her Golden Jubilee when her uh, uh, usual state limousine, which is a, a Rolls-Royce Phantom, Phantom 5, 5 yeah. was replaced by a specially built Bentley, which was developed at Crewe, uh. specifically for the, loca- for the occasion. Um, and that was the first time I think the Queen had been seen in a Bentley. Prior to that, she was very much a Rolls-Royce lady. So the, the link you're saying is the Queen... I think it's the best we can do. It's very uh, good. As it stands, and, yeah. But as a follow-up question, Zog and Richard, what colour are these cars? Are they beige? beige. Wrong! Oh, I <laughs> wait, I'm just, I've got... Oh, the Queen's wait, car. I've got another link. These I've got another link. I've got another link. These ones that I just looked up. You, but you searched for beige. Yeah, so they're what, beige inside. Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> just to explain, <laughs> Violet, Violet has got... Um, my laptop, in fact, <laughs> that she's uh, using because, uh, unsurprisingly, Auto Trader was saved fairly quickly on some kind of fast access tab on my computer. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that the the Rolls Royce. I'm going to say it was Burgundy. No, actually, the Bentley's Burgundy because Bur- Burgundy's a nice, lovely. I don't know the official name of the colour. It's a long time ago. Uh, ooh, um... Elysian Gold. I think the Bentley's silver. Oh, yeah. And the Rolls is the Rolls is black. Black. I would have said black as a follower. That wasn't actually a serious question. Well, you just look at the way that we took <laughs> it seriously. I have another link. I have another link for you, however. Oh, Neither yeah. of these cars is frugal. 
<laughs> All together now. Frugal. <laughs> yeah, do you want to know the cut? If you missed the last show, that would mean nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Violet oh. Berlin. Thank you, Richie Porter. Thank you, Jacques. Yay. That's it for uh, Gareth Jones on Speed for uh, show nine. Can I just uh, mention that we launched a competition in show eight where you can win some A1GP Team Pakistan uh, goodies, a cool hat, cool clothes. Uh, we're still running that competition. All you have to do is come up with a cool slogan for Gareth Jones on Speed. If you want to know more about the competition, go back and listen to show eight, download it again and listen to it again. Uh, my thanks to Violet Berlin. <laughs> Richard Porter from Sniff Petrol. Thanks. And Zog. I was Gareth Jones, and uh, next time I'm going to be the evil Spock from the Mirror Universe in the uh, episode of Star Trek, the original series, where evil Spock has a beard like mine. Zog, who are you going to be? I'm going to be Snake Plissken. Um, I'm going to be an enormous seagull, and I'm going to go and find the seagull that just pooed all over my bloody car. I'm going to do a big poo on him and see how he likes it. That'll teach him. And who are you going to be, V? In the next edition of Gareth Jones on Speed, I'm going to be the face of Bo. Oh, the face of Bo. What a big face it is. Almost as big as Nico Rosberg's face. That's it. We'll see you next month. We're going to play out on the uh, Czech national anthem because it's a beautiful piece of music. And here's a version which we've recorded specially for you. In the style of the Beach Boys. It's a tribute to Thomas Enger. And uh, the song, if you can sing along, is called Kadeh Gomov Mui, which is um, Where Is My Home? Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Gareth Jones on Speed was a bloody good production.